mildly entertaining, somewhat obscure guests, relatively interesting topics, semi-professional production quality, reasonably well-informed commentary, a great value for the money, hundreds of fans all around the world. It's the Starting Strength Gyms podcast with your host, Ray Gillenwater. All right. Colby Iliff is the man today. He's the owner of Starting Strength Oklahoma City and soon to be Starting Strength Oklahoma City number two. You'll you'll differentiate those as uh, Quail Springs versus what do you call the first one? Uh, well, it's kind of in the Westmore area, Westmore. which is like South Oklahoma City. Right. Um, more there's a how Oklahoma City's kind of broke up. Uh, there's a part in South Oklahoma City that we're in um, that's like on the verge of Moorish kind of area. So they just they just call it Westmore. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a pretty good area. And then uh, Quail Springs is right on the on the border of uh, Edmond up in the north, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Nice. Like literally a, not even a block or something. And that's <laughs> so what, 30, 40 minutes Edmund. from each other? About 40 minutes. 40 yeah. minutes. So you're the first one to do two gyms in one city. Yep. Congratulations. Yep. That's right. It's just Oklahoma City. So the the landmass of Oklahoma City is pretty, pretty vast. So, mm-hmm. you know, you can take 40, 45 minutes to drive from one side of the city to the other. Um. And how we're kind of broken up is typically people from the north side, they don't really travel south or south doesn't travel north. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a good, it's a good setup for us right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a pretty good uh, market that we can kind of hit on the on the north end as well. You were the um, fastest one to get it done. Not only were you the fastest gym build out, which, I mean, we could attribute that to some skill, but it was mostly luck, I think, you know. Um, just <laughs> I living, think so. Yeah. Living in Oklahoma City where things are pretty easy and straightforward and having a good – well, not at first, but you eventually got to a good general contractor, had a building that didn't need much work, um, not a whole right. lot of regulation. So got it done for, for cheap, got it done quickly. Um, mm-hmm. And then your second gym is moving along quickly too. So I think you are the owner that's been quickest to open his second gym and also the owner that's uh, first one to open two gyms in one one city. Right. And well, I we think can. you might be the youngest owner too. That might be, yeah. Because yeah. although your uh, your grizzled, manly, good looks aside, you uh, you're only what thirty? Uh, I'll be thirty tomorrow. Yeah, actually, happy birthday, man! Shit, <laughs> that's been appreciated. Yeah, it's not a bad yeah, life. So... Two two gyms at thirty, you know. Yep. Got a family. <laughs> you got to risk it, man. <laughs> yeah, I got to go for it. Let's talk about that. Yep. What what motivated you to open a gym? What were you doing before, and um, what was the thought process? So, uh, I mean, I, I I guess I could start off. Um, I got my mechanical engineering degree, uh, from Oklahoma state. And after that, I went out to go work for Boeing in Oklahoma city. And, uh, you know, I had a really good job, really stable job. Um, but I just wasn't, I guess, satisfied with the, the idea of, uh, a stable income. <laughs> if you could, if you could say, That's I wanted boring, the ability huh? to kind of, yeah, I wanted the ability to kind of grow my own, you know, have my own kind of, uh, ability to change the income from mm-hmm. a weekly to monthly basis. So I started looking around, started coming up with ideas. And, uh, around that time I was thinking, man, I, you know, I love, I love working out. Uh, I love exercising. I didn't know anything about starting strength at that time. And, uh, so I started venturing into different gym concepts around, you know, um, anytime and whatever. And it's just financially was not even 
uh, not even worth it. You know, you got to have this mindset of you have to have as many people under the gym or as many memberships as possible. And it's just kind of saturated in the market already. Mm-hmm. Um, so after, after Boeing, I actually, I quit there and I went to go work for, uh, as a, as a sales rep. So I dropped, got out of engineering into the, the sales side. And, uh, that's kind of where I was able to take things off and help out, uh, financially for my family and kind of open up more opportunities for the gym. And, that's uh, how you know our world is backwards, by the way, when salespeople make more than engineers, but that's the reality. Oh, oh ab- absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Uh, and I can't remember what year it was when you guys announced you were doing the gyms. 2018. Um, 2018. Mm-hmm. So it was around that time that I also discovered starting strength through, through a group of friends in Oklahoma city that I was, I was training with. And, uh, when I, when I saw that announced, I think I, I, I might've even reached out to you guys to request a gym in the area or request a franchise. Mm. I think I was declined because I think you guys were just looking at the, you know, the bigger Houston, uh, areas and markets like that. I can't, we didn't know if this was uh, going to work sure around 2018. Yeah, man. Come on. What's that? Give us, we didn't know this was going to work. Give us a minute to figure yeah. things out. Let's do it. <laughs> well, I knew the, the first few gyms were really important, you know? So it's like, Let's stack the deck yeah. in our favor. Let's make sure yeah, it's a really absolutely. dense market, um, tons of wealth. Um, we can kind yep. of control all the variables, lots of demand, you know. Um, and then you you were you were basically an experiment, right? It's like, well, okay, this model works in tier one markets. Can this model work in a spot like Oklahoma City? Well, the costs are lower, the culture aligns. Does it make sense? I don't know. Let's try. Um, but I, I, I thought based on what we did in the bigger markets and based on you as a potential owner and then based on the uh, um, kind of the small market to open up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and based on the um, based on the characteristics of Oklahoma City, I thought it was worth giving it a try. And yeah, I'm glad we both took the bet. Uh, you took a bigger bet than me, but it, it worked. And I, I'm sure it helped to have uh, Chase Lindley as your as your SSC oh, yeah. open it up. I mean. That could yeah, hurt, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, yeah, 2018, we, uh, I think I sent in a request for Oklahoma city, not really thinking it would ever happen. Um, fast forward a few years early, when was it? 2020. Uh, of course, you know, COVID was kicking off. So Good great time, time to open a gym. Yeah. And I, I remember, I don't know if I had a bad week at work or whatever, but I remember I was sitting outside of a, a physical therapist's office about to go in there and, uh, get worked on. And I just happened to go onto the website and I was like, you know, I'm going to try this again. So I sent in my request, uh, request to own a franchise, own, a, own the franchise in Oklahoma city. And I think Becky or somebody contacted me like the next day. And, uh, through this whole time to the first like few weeks, I didn't even tell Sierra about it. I was just kind of experimenting to see what happened. <laughs> um, and I think it was after I talked to you that I'm like, okay, babe, I sit her down. I was like, I kind of did something here. I want to, tell you about it and it took it took a while to get her committed on <laughs> committed on to do this uh those are always the fun conversations to... so wife how do you feel about yeah. existential financial risk you comfortable with that yeah i uh, just yeah, for whatever reason i just want to start i know i've got a good income things are great you know stability yeah. all that stuff but uh let's just take a gamble see what happens yeah we didn't we didn't even have a one-year-old she was not even one yet so we had a <laughs> barely one-year-old and three-year-old at the time yeah she was not on board at first And what actually did it for her was, um, we scheduled a, uh, one-on-one session with Brent Carter down in Dallas. Mm. 
So one weekend we just, we loaded up, I took her down to Dallas and we did a, you know, pretty much just ran her through an intro. Nice. And it was in the parking lot after we had left there. She was, she was like, yeah, let's do this. She's like, if I can, if I can get on board for this, then, you know, anybody walking into these gyms could, could be sold on it. And she kind of discovered the most important part of how we do business, which is, uh, you can try to explain it all you want. You can try to articulate what it is in a print ad or on an internet post, but you really don't have any idea what we're doing at these gyms until you come by and experience what it's like to be coached by a starting strength coach. Um, so I'm I'm glad you guys took the time to go down there. It seems to have paid off. You seem to be happy with your investment because you've been so quick to open gym number two. Um, and two gyms in a small market is, is, I mean, man, we're pretty happy with the way this thing is going. We're off to a good start. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think there's, I think there's even more potential in that as the, as the brand grows, Yep. uh, like as of today, I don't think Oklahoma city could hold three, but as this becomes a name brand and everybody knows who we are, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't want, I don't see why small markets can't have multiple gyms. The Austin throughout. team just showed me their plans for the Austin market. And it was either seven or nine gyms that had them picked out in maps wow. and what yeah. what areas they wanted to go to throughout Austin. I think it's totally doable. I know yep. JD um, is about to sign for his fifth gym in the Houston area. And I know Brent and Andrew Mueller are thinking 20 gyms for DFW, which uh, yeah. Mueller's, Mueller's the guy with the ambition. I mean, they're both ambitious, but Mueller is the, is the high stakes gambler, you know? So yeah, yeah, that'll be interesting to see unfold, but if they keep doing it the way they've been doing it, where it's, you know, open a gym, wait till it's profitable, then open another, I think that'll be fine. Yeah. And I mean, for us, the reason why we're kind of jumping on number two so quick is the demand in North Oklahoma city, Edmond is just, is just too much to just let sit there. Yeah. No, we have, there, there's too many leads. There's too many people asking for it to, uh, just wait, wait it out. Um, and it's far enough away where it's not going to cannibalize your, uh, your business at no. Oklahoma city. Number one. No, no, we've got, we have a few members that drive down from Edmond, um, mm-hmm. uh, mainly retirees, but you know, they're, I, I think and even them, I think they're comfortable where they're at right now. They don't even really want change. So yeah. I think they're actually going to stick on. What, yeah. What if you're doing. retired, you can afford the time. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, this whole uh, exercise Colby has forced us to make kind of a fun decision. So throughout my career, I've been involved in, uh, in retail and retail that's expanded across, you know, cities, counties, territories, states, regions, whatever. Um, and you know, big brands, big national brands always have multiple, uh, units in one city. And so the question is, well, what's, what is the, uh, what's the naming convention? What, what nomenclature should be used to refer to a particular gym? And it's a small problem, but it's a fun problem to have because when you have two gyms in one city, well, what do you call it? You can call it North, you can call it South. Well, that doesn't work. If you end up doing multiple gyms, North or South, you can assign a number to it arbitrarily based on when the gym opened number one, number two, but then that doesn't communicate much value to the, to the end user, to the customer. Um, you can do uh, city name, street name, but it's not always a street name that resonates. So that also might just be an internal reference and not an uh, external reference that makes sense. So what we decided on is that both gyms will be called Starting Strength Oklahoma City. But then every, every area within a city has a colloquial name. 
So for example, the one on the north end, uh, it, most people would probably just refer to Edmond, um, unless they knew they were in Quail Springs, in which case they'd refer to it as Quail Springs. So it's like, well, where's the gym? It's Quail Springs. So do we call it Starting Strength Quail Springs or do we call it Starting Strength Oklahoma City? Well, we call it Starting Strength Oklahoma City. So we can build that brand. We can build all that web traffic, all that web presence, direct people to a main landing page, and then people can pick which gym they want from there. And this is perfect timing because our new website's coming out in January. Um, and then all of your merchandise will, will be the same as far as shirts are concerned. Both people from both gyms will wear Starting Strength Oklahoma City shirts. The uh, storefront, the window sign will say Starting Strength Oklahoma City. Um, the only thing that will say Starting Strength Quail Springs, which we refer to as the colloquial name, will be the website. So it'll, ref it'll just refer and Google Maps. So on Google Maps, for example, it'll say starting strength, Oklahoma City dash Quail Springs, and then starting strength, Oklahoma City dash. What are we calling the first one again? Westmore. Westmore. Starting strength, Oklahoma City, Westmore. So that's kind of a cool milestone for the company. You know, I like little problems like that, growth related problems where we have to start thinking about, well, what do we do here? Because we're setting a precedent. We've got to do it right. Um, so right. you'll be the first for that. And then I think Austin will probably be the second for that. And then... Um, I think we'll have multiple gyms in 10 plus cities within probably 18 months. Yeah. I don't, I don't see why that's not, why that's not possible. Yeah. And yep. I, I like this approach too. It makes it just makes it easier on, on the owner and too to, you know, have one social media because we combine our social medias and, and everything together. Yep. Um, not have to recreate all that influence. Yeah. You don't want to manage two Instagrams and two Facebooks. And yeah. That gets clunky. Put it all together. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I want to hear your progress when it comes to weight on the bar. What, where were you when you started lifting? Uh, where were you when you found starting strength and where are you now ish roughly? Okay. Yeah. So whenever I started lifting, um, I'll back up a little bit before that. I didn't know, um, if you knew this, but before starting strength, before weightlifting, before powerlifting, I was really big into P90X and mm. the whole beach body scene. Mm -hmm. Um, I was actually beach body coach for a while. Oh, this is you hilarious. Know. Do you have a yeah. picture of you in uh, underwear <laughs> or, or board shorts that we can use as a uh, kind of photo board shorts? I think there's one out there somewhere. Skinny Colby. <laughs> yeah. Skinny Colby, skinny 175 pounds, probably. Nice. Um, but, but no, I, I did that for a while in a, with the idea of like trying to grow my own business in a sense. Um, and I just, I, I just found I was never really happy with it. You know, I, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm light, but I'm not strong. I'm not, I don't feel confident still, even with what I'm doing. Um, so then I started branching out to some programs I found online. Um, and I, I can't remember the names of them, but they were, they were barbell programs that, you know, you go to the gym, you squat so many times a week and, and everything. And, uh, around that time I started around, shoot, I could probably barely squat 135, 150 pounds mm -hmm. for reps. And, um, I was, I was making a little progress and I reached out to a friend of mine who I went to college with, and I just would see some of the videos he'd post of him squatting, deadlifting. And he was, I mean, he's a little shorter than me, a little smaller. And I was like, God, this guy's lifting a shit ton. <laughs> like, how is he doing this? And so I reached out to him, I was like, dude, like, what do I need to do? And he's like, go look up starting strength. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay. So I got, I got the book, got the app, uh, started progressing around again. It was probably 155, 160 pounds 
Um, then I actually went to go start working out with them in their gym. And I've, uh, around that time I got up to around a single at like 455 pounds on the squat, uh, benching was three, 340, 345. Um, deadlift was about 500, 495, 500 pounds. Uh, pressing wasn't ideal for my, my technique. So I was only able to get to like 185, 190 pounds. Mm. Then you, then you fast forward to actually getting the, the gym open up here, getting chase up here and Phoebe here doing my programming. And I was able to get my squat up to about 520. I think is my, my PR right now. Uh, deadlift is 555 that I did at the, the Wichita falls meet about a year ago and press I've got up to 270. Nice. And my bench, my best bench to date is I did 365 for, I was supposed to do it for a single, but it felt so good. I actually did it for a double that day. And, uh, it was, it was after that, like those PRs kind of hit around the same time. And then I got sick with some stuff and some minor setbacks and I haven't, I'm almost back there again and mm. I'll surpass them pretty soon. Um, but that's today. So you hang out with Chase Lindley and then you, your press goes up 90 pounds, huh? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. You, you teach them. It's not just the form. It's the, you know, you don't, you don't understand how many times you have to press a week to get up that you know, I was pressing four days a week at that point. Is that right? Um, yeah. I mean, it's just, but I would have never known that without a, without a coach right. helping me. Yep. So, and, uh, it was interesting because previously my benches have always been fairly, you know, they've already been fairly high just because I was, you know, played football in high school. So you bench in high school, right? And That's the one barbell movement that everybody does one barbell movement we all do yeah. and uh it was always the same thing i would get up to around a 300 pound 350 pound 15 pound bench and i'd tweak something in my shoulder i'd tweak a rotator cuff it, it was it was just inevitable mm -hmm. and once i was able to get my press up to 250 270 pounds then all of a sudden like oh there's, there's no more tweaks mm -hmm. in my bench nice. now i can actually go my raise my bench up even more maybe i need to get my um, press heavier i'm still screwing up my shoulder on the bench yeah mm -hmm. yeah so right now I'm in the, I'm in the process of training for a, a meet in March. It's a powerlifting meet in Oklahoma. And, uh, you know, so I've got to, I have to prioritize my bench, but I can't leave my press, let my press go. Mm -hmm. So at the same time, I'm having to drive my press up too, just to keep my shoulders healthy. Good thing you own a gym. You'll be there a lot. Yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> yeah. With two gyms and another job, man, that's, it's, that's tough. <laughs> Yeah, tell us about that because you're moonlighting. You're a gym owner who's also doing a day job. Tell us about your day job and how you balance the two. Yeah, so I, I put a lot on Chase and Phoebe for the the day to day stuff. Um, it's not, you know, the the time commitment of the gym for me is typically held on the weekends and some of the evenings if I got administrative stuff. But I've got to rely a lot on my coaches for. Uh, member retention for, you know, answering phone calls. A lot of that stuff gets kind of put on their plate, which Chase, Chase wants that. He wants that kind of responsibility. Um, but for my, for my work outside of here, yeah, I'm working 40, 50, sometimes even 60 hours a week. Uh, you know, you never know what the sales job, where you're going to be going that day or who you're going to be talking to or traveling around. So uh, it could be, it could be a lot. Definitely try to squeeze in some training time uh, in the evenings. But, you know, I, I, I love it. I love seeing the gyms grow. I love my job right now. So it's uh, that, that motivation keeps me going on it. 
Sure, the wife didn't mind you keeping the day job too. Yeah, I don't think it would have made it happen. <laughs> <laughs> What's the plan? Are you are you planning on juggling indefinitely, or reach a certain threshold and then quit your your W two? Uh, I mean, as we'll, we'll we'll see how the second gym goes. Um, but ideally, like you know, you look you're looking long term, long term pace. I mean, I don't, I don't see why if once both gyms are established and we've got a good team of coaches, I don't necessarily really want to be a day to day working in the gym anyways. Mm -hmm. I mean, I do want my SSC, then if I have to fill in, in, you know, an evening or a coach here or there, or be able to have the experience to, to help them. Um, but really, I mean, I, I do enjoy my job, so I don't, you know, as of right now, my, my plan is to stick this through and keep it going. Right on, right on. Um, what's your situation with becoming an SSE? Uh, well, the I started the prep course, haven't gone as fast as I wanted to through it, just with life, you know, job and everything. It's mm -hmm. kind of slowed down, but uh, you know, I'll I'll typically go into the gym whenever I can in the mornings, like five thirty, or I'll try to make an I'll, I'll I'll try to train as much as possible in the evening classes with the members, um, and we'll help. You know, we'll walk around, help, help chase, help Greg. And, uh, then every Saturday I try to go up there and, uh, and help out where I can, um, you know, learning from the coaches, learning the, you know, what to look for the, the anatomy and everything. Um, that's, that's kind of my current, current step right now. I mean, I could, I could, I probably have a point where I could take, you know, uh, a couple people through a session, you know, not hurt them, mm -hmm. <laughs> but, uh, uh, I'll, you know, it'll, it'll probably be another year before I'm actually to the point where I can even start considering taking a platform evaluation or, or anything like that. No, that's surprising. I would think hanging around with Chase, you'd, uh, you'd see him just dialing people in and you'd, you know, become, become aware of, of what he's looking at pretty quickly. Or do you just not spend well, much I think time I with am, him but, coaching or? Yeah. Well, yeah. And I, and he helps me as well. But Chase's standards are pretty high. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. even though I'm in there looking like, I, you know, I can see stuff. Greg can see stuff. Chase the standards for a coach are extremely high. Yep. So you might go in there feeling confident, like, Hey, I can do this, but you're going to get put in your place pretty quick. So yeah, Chase is great, man. <laughs> Rip did such a yeah, good no, job. He's an awesome coach. Yeah. 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 What's up with Chase lately? He's uh he's just a monstrous guy. Always getting stronger, always driving up his Olympic lifts, Dayton Phoebe. What's the latest with, uh, I'm, I was one behind the camera for those two interviews on the love affair between those two. So um, yeah, <laughs> give us the update on that. Yeah, so you know Chase is obviously focused on his on his Olympic lifting right now. He wants to really drive that up, and uh, uh, right now he's actually getting help uh, from uh, uh, Mosier out of Hawaii. He's helping him through a lot of the programming right now, hmm. and uh, he, uh, he he's doing good, man. It's it's been interesting to watch him uh, go through this because I know it's been frustrating for him. Cause you know, he's always used to being the, the strongest guy in the market, strongest guy in the area mm -hmm. for what he's doing. And with the Olympic lifting, he's had to learn a lot of stuff, uh, um, that, uh, he wasn't really, I, I don't think used to. Mm -hmm. So it's been, it's been interesting to see him kind of grow in that, get, you know, face the frustrations and want to give up and then just turn around the next day and like, well, I've got to do it. So he keeps doing it. And you got some crash um, pads in the gym. So you're not shaking your neighbors apart. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Crash pads. And we had to install a, uh, I don't, I don't even know what it's called. Like the, it's like an inch thick rubber foam that we got off Amazon that we put underneath the Olympic platform. Oh, wow. 
to help out. And that, that helped out a ton. It doesn't squish um, under the weight, huh? No, no, it doesn't. It's, it's been holding up pretty good. Nice. Okay. Um, he gets a lot more bounce out of the bar when it lands, mm-hmm. but you know, it's something we've got to deal with to satisfy the neighbors. Maybe you can um, remember to send me some videos of him uh, doing some Olymp- big Olympic lifts and we can splice those in here. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He, uh, he actually just recently, uh, destroyed one of our barbells so we had to get a new one replaced <laughs> when he te- when he trains with the texas power bar with the starting strength bar uh, on mm-hmm. the squat the thing has so much whip i'm like man that, yeah. that bar feels stiff as a board when i use it i don't get any whip what's the difference yeah and it, it looks like <laughs> several plates bar several yeah. plates is the difference yeah um yeah. what about your members How, how's uh what are the member stories like down there? I remember I, I came to visit you guys early on. You had a couple of people that were just getting started. Um, anything notable to mention? Man, we've got a lot of great, we have a lot of great members. Um, and I mean, a list of stories that we need to get out there. And I don't, I don't think I'd be doing diligence, just bringing just one or two up, but you know, we've had, um, there, there's, there's a family that comes in on our, our noon sessions, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, Cujo, his wife, uh, Luana, and their son, Conrad. And they joined right when we opened. I think Cujo was one of the, I mean, he, he was, he signed up the first day and uh, his family signed up shortly after that. But they're, they're one of the groups that come down from Edmond um, three times a week. So they're making a 30, 40 minute drive. And uh, Cujo, he's, he's retired, Air Force. Uh, you know, Luana, she's, she's not working. And there's their son uh, is 27 and, and uh, he lives with them for, uh, just, you know, he's got, you know, some disabilities that kind of prevent him from living on his own. And, uh, physical, it's, mental, it's, or both? What's that? Physical, mental, or both? I, it's, it's, I think it's, it's mainly, uh, mental mm. right now. It's just, it's, it's, uh, I guess when you're, when you're coaching him, it's just a difficult processing kind of some of the things we're saying like real time so mm-hmm. you kind of like whenever greg coaches him uh kind of got to go through the teaching progressions almost every set um and to watch this family grow like kujo's always been in powerlifting to but really to watch luana conrad grow under the bar uh i think when conrad started i i'd have to go look this up but i mean he wasn't squatting but 40 50 pounds mm. you know just to the box just trying to learn it and I've seen that guy squat now like 250 pounds Hmm. on his back. Um, So it's been, it's been awesome to see kind of that family grow and uh, uh, learn underneath the bar, I guess. So it's, uh, it's, that's a, that's a good one. Um, I remember we had a, we had a guy come in. How does he feel about uh, it, by the way? The kid. What's that? How does the the kid feel about it? The one that put up 250. (laughs) He, uh, it's, it's funny. He, uh, he'll, he'll be coming up to hit a PR or something. And they're like, all right, Conrad, it's time to go. And he'll be all right, throws on the belt, get on the bar, squats it, he's finished, and then he wants to talk about Dragon Ball Z right after. Just doesn't even <laughs> he's not even paying even attention. <laughs> yeah. yeah he's he just a... uh yeah, it's 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 cool. But he he I mean he loves it. He he shows up and he's he's looking forward to it all the time. Awesome. Um Good and uh I mean they've all done they've all done amazing stuff. Um uh Luana, she uh she actually had uh, osteoporosis when uh whenever whenever she started as well. And mm. she's been able to kind of get out of that osteoporosis phase. And now she's, you know, her T score level went down to osteopenia. Oh, wow. Within a year. 
So you so had a you had a bone density report pre starting strength Oklahoma City that indicated mm-hmm. osteoporosis. You trained with you guys, and then it got downgraded to osteopenia. We've had we've had two members with that. Her, and we've had another one. Why yeah. are you guys keeping that quiet? Put that we're, on the forum. Trying, you know, trying to get them out. <laughs> put that on social media. Um, yeah. Get John down no, there. No, Luana, she's been on social media, but we need to do a yeah. We'll do a a good video for them. Cool. I'm, yeah, I'm already, I've already got it in the works. We've got nine open gyms in your area. So mm-hmm. if you partner up with Heon, Carter, um, Shipley, Diffley, you know, you guys can, can split the expense and have Conti there for a week or two. John Conti's our cinematographer guy. He's been on the podcast before. So yep. if you fly yep. him out, he can just go spend a day or two with each of you and knock out a bunch of great content. We can show everybody what the hell we're up to in these gyms. Cause I'm telling you, man, that's the, we don't really have much of impediment to growth because we've got plenty of demand. But um, mm-hmm. as far as making this brand a household name is concerned, we got to show people what we can actually do. Um, you yeah. and I talking about it is is interesting, but showing you know having the person discuss the results and the impact on their life directly out of their mouth is uh, that's the company focus at the moment. So let me know, man. Uh, yeah. I got a camera. I'll come down there. Yeah, man. I've. Uh, I mean, yeah, we need to do it. We've got we got several stories like that. Um, you know, the other lady who had uh, osteoporosis, she had a rotator cuff surgery as well uh, a few months after joining. And uh, so, yeah, she had rotator cuff surgery and had a repair bicep tendon. Mm. And she, uh, and it was, it was through a previous injury, not, not an emergency. I figured. <laughs> Bothering her for a while and yeah. finally just had it taken care of. And she, so she was out a good six, seven weeks. Um, but once that sixth or seventh week hit, man, she was back in the gym, you know, Chase and Chase had her, Phoebe had her doing, uh, some, some exercises to help with the range of motion, not necessarily pressing with the bar yet. And I mean, fast forward nowadays, she's hitting PRs on the press that she never hit before. And I I remember talking to her about it. She says she would go into her, her physical therapist and her doctor and they're like, you're, you're progressing so fast. Like whatever you're doing, just keep doing it. And she would never tell him at first. She didn't want to tell him like, I'm well, I'm lifting barbells. <laughs> and it wasn't until she was released that she's like, well, this is what I did. And they're like, no, you're like, going to change your mind. If I tell you what I'm actually doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's been a pretty cool one. Um, so what's yeah, the, what's the it. coaching staff situation down there? Um, so you've got Chase and Phoebe and then what, what are you going to do um, at the new gym and who, who, what's your plan personnel wise? Yeah. So we have a, uh, Greg Herman has been an apprentice with us since we first opened Mm. and uh, he's been committed to the program, committed to the, the uh, he's finished the prep course. So, I mean, he's, he's committed to become a starting strength coach and he, I mean, he's at a point right now where he is uh, more than capable to lead sessions. Mm -hmm. And so he's going to be going up to Edmond, uh, taking the majority probably of the classes up there Mm -hmm. and Chase will be assisting other classes up there as well. Going back Um, and forth. Yeah, Chase will be going back and forth right cool. now. Yeah. So we're we are in a high demand for getting help. Um, you know, we can make this work for the the beginning mm-hmm. of once gym two opens up. You know, as classes aren't full, you know, you got you got time to kind of move stuff around. Um, but it, it won't be very long. We'll be we'll be needing more help for sure. So you're hiring. Um, yeah, we are hiring. You're looking for apprentices. You're looking for coaches that uh, can already coach the model. Um, and are you looking for SSEs too? Yeah, we're looking for SSEs. Yeah. People so that are, can coach the model. Yeah. They can, uh, want to come learn under Chase and Phoebe. Uh, they can develop them 
in a pretty quick pace where they're they're leading sessions. So uh, we're looking for all kinds of help right now. Bree, why don't you link the Tulsa video to this spot in the podcast, and then we'll uh, let everybody know that Tulsa's wonderful. Oklahoma City is just down the street, and I think it's even less expensive than Tulsa, cost of living-wise, isn't it? I actually don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would be shocked if it wasn't based on uh, based on the demographics and the density. Tulsa's kind of the, the major town. Um, yeah, so OKC is a great place to live. Uh, cost of living is low, can make some good income working for Colby and Sierra. Um, if you are wanting to be a coach, hit up Colby and Sierra. So it's uh, um, okc.ssgyms.com if you want to yep. check out the gym and get in touch. And then speaking of your website, do you guys have any online coaching capability? Do you, uh, if, if somebody wants to train with Chase, is he available? Yeah. So we have Chase, Phoebe, and Greg, are, they're all doing online coaching. Right cool. Now. So if you want to get coached by the one and only Chase Lindley, okc.ssgyms.com. What else do you want to talk about, man? Talked about your background, talked about your plan for gym number two, talked about your hiring coaches, um, online coaching's available. What's going on in the world of uh, the ILIS in Oklahoma City? Oh, man. Um, and besides uh, growing these gyms, man, and, you know, birthday this week and got two girls. I don't know what, I don't have really have time for anything else. Much. <laughs> and you're only 30. Yeah, I'm only, um, only 30. But well, hey, man, you're the quickest to open a gym. So let's just have you be the quickest podcast too, about 30, 35 minutes. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> All right, Unless you got anything else for me. Hit us with this. Hit us with this. Where are you guys going? Or is it a surprise? Because I know we had to change the time on this podcast because Sierra is taking you out for your birthday. Um, yeah, we're actually going to a, a Choctaw Casino down in uh, Durant, Oklahoma. <laughs> Is that a, a Indian reservation? Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. So, so you yeah, they've got a real big, real big casino, a resort casino. Um, nice. They've got a good steakhouse that we're going to go to tonight. So I've already got planned out what, what I'm going to eat there. Hell yeah, wonderful. <laughs> go sit down at some blackjack tables. Sounds good, man. Do do me a favor and sit at the five and ten dollar tables. Anything more makes me un uneasy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've uh, I've gone to Vegas with some people that make me very uncomfortable betting forty thousand dollars a hand and shit. It's like, no, nope, I can't watch that. <laughs> no, no, I think I think the most I've ever done in Vegas is like a hundred dollar bet. Yeah, on a, yeah. On blackjack, and I've, I lost it. I'm <laughs> far too cheap to be uh, throwing money away. Um, yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, hey, Colby, you're uh, as the audience can tell, you're a chill guy. You're fun to work with. You're you're really easy to get along with, and you get shit done. And we appreciate you, man. So thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thanks, Ray. Thanks and for happy having me. birthday. Thank you. All yep. right. See you, man.